We did it, chat. We did it, chat. Today's process is this. Some of what I learned. Sit back, relax. Let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here. Lawyer, entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. The understory is filled with monsters and bandits. But if you want to start, grow, or pivot from a business, this is the place for you. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. Episode 365 on day 365. We started the podcast on May 12th, 2020, right in the smack beginning of a global pandemic. And um, we actually, it's funny because you would think you would think that if you did um, May 12 to May 12, that you would you would want to do episode 365 tomorrow. Um, But if you do the day calculator, actually. It's 300. I don't know if it's because was there a leap leap day? I don't know. It's math. I don't I'm not a big math person, but I made sure to calculate with the how many days to tool online. And it is, in fact, 511 today, day 365. So in the intro of this episode, I uh, I did this thing where I was like, we did it, chat. We did it, chat. And so that is an homage to um <laughs> The online streaming and the online gaming world. So some of you might be befuddled why I'm developing this this uh, this gaming channel on Facebook. And I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to unfuddle you for a second. But the gaming channel is one of the. um, I'll tell you what what that reference is to, and then I'll tell you a little bit how the gaming channel fits in and why. So. Um, when you have a gaming channel, right, you have a certain number of people that come in and out of your channel that watch you. And you can always kind of, if you want, you can always look and see, all right, there's six people here. There's 120 people here. There's 60,000 people here. Right. Um, and or 40,000, I think I saw 40,000, 40,000 people was the most I've seen, I think, but that's like 40,000 people. That's, that's like a rock concert. You know, and um, if you get 100 people, 200 people, that's a movie theater. So people scoff at some of those numbers. But even if you get six people, right, if you stand on a street corner and you you have something to say and you get six people to sit and listen to you, it's hard to keep six people on a street corner consistently because people kind of wander off. Right. It's the same thing as if you're in Times Square. But anyway, so you can't really refer to and people will 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 do comments and questions to you. And you can answer specific questions and comments when those numbers are low. But when you start getting up to 100 people peppering you with with questions and comments, you can't, it's very difficult to refer to them individually, okay? So what they do in the gaming world is they just refer to it one aggregate person as chat, right? It's like, we hello, chat, right? And then and you just refer to it and that encompasses everyone and everyone knows that you're talking to that person directly because you can see people's names, right? But so you could be like, hello, Wade, how are you today? And but and you can do that when you're small, but when you get big, you can't do that. So, so one funny thing that I always find kind of funny is you'll set a goal, right? So um, Judge Drudge is a guy who I followed for uh, 32 weeks. And the reason why I know that is because... Um, that's my streak of, of tipping him stars, right? Giving him stars and, and uh, for 32 straight weeks. And my goal for that is to do a year of supporting streamers, not just him, but you know, it's not a ton of money, but 
throwing them some money for what they do because ultimately if you're going to if you're going to be in an arena you want to support people in that arena okay so i'm on a 32 week streak of um and i'm just telling you that because i'm i'm into streaks and uh not streaking but into streaks no one wants to see a 48 year old man streak um I don't know, maybe you do, but uh, I don't. I don't even want to see myself streak. But in any event, so he was really trying to get partner. And I saw him in the very beginning where he was in a level up program. And then the next level up is partner. And then um, and then there's, I can't remember, there's one more above that, which is like you're a contracted person for Facebook, right? Like, um, and I can't remember what it is, but it doesn't matter. So the, but the point of it is though, is that when he made partner, he was like, we did it chat. We did it chat. And, uh, I decided that was really funny. So I, I decided to use that today for, we achieved our goal of 365 and 365. And, um, so some observations. All right. So let's talk about, well, first let me, let me cl- close this loop on the gaming channel and, and we'll start there. So when you do something creative consistently over time and if you're going to glide in at the end and not have to do six episodes a day for a month or you know 20 episodes in a weekend or something crazy like that if you actually are consistent enough to where you can you can glide in just doing floating time blocks like that's my definition for me personally of success you can have whatever definition you want for you and we'll talk about that in a second but for me it's like when you're doing something creative consistently it will open up other ideas to you in, you know, more than what you're just working on. So I didn't when I started the podcast at the beginning of the year, I didn't really have a plan to write a book at all. OK, I didn't even know what Facebook gaming was. Right. And so my whole focus was I was sitting in the shower and I was listening to Russell Brunson and Russell Brunson. And I don't remember if it was was I listening to Traffic Secrets. I think I was listening to Traf- I was either listening to Traffic Secrets on Audible or I was listening. I could I don't even was tra- Traffic Secrets out then. I don't know. Or I was listening to one of his podcasts. It doesn't really matter. I was listening to Russell, Russell Brunson and and he basically and I've heard this before. You know, Steve Larson talked about publishing and everyone talked about publishing. And they're like, you know, and, and Russell Brunson said, if you publish every day for a year, you'll never want for money again. And, and so I was, you know, a year ago we were, I didn't, I, I was broke. Right. Um, we had been here for a, uh, just about a, yeah, just about a year. Cause in four days we'll be here for two years. Right. So we'd been here for a year. We're in a house, still didn't have my license. Um, I didn't, everything that I had, the plan of, of the business that I was going to, the online business that I was going to build, um, and I was going to do a class and all of that when I got here. Uh, totally did not work. And I talk about that in the beginning of the podcast. The reason why it didn't work was because I was, I was in trying to find something that worked versus making something fulfilling for me personally. Okay. And one of the beautiful things about the world flattening is that the market's so big now that you can support yourself by creating something that's fulfilling for you specifically. But I didn't know that back then. Right. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. Okay. I have all this knowledge because I have, I have been searching and I have consumed so much content. I am, you know, I'm super high in openness. I think like 96%. I'm really high in creativity. I really like, um, uh, abstract ideas. And so I have over the last 
15 years, I have consumed so much content that I just like, I have, it's just insane. Right. But all of that knowledge, all of that knowledge was not helpful because I didn't know what to apply it to and everything that I wanted to apply it to. I was fearful and afraid because I was not linked to it. So you subconsciously know that and unless you are so driven by money that it doesn't really matter, right? Like if you, if you have like an extreme, like I have a very high risk tolerance, so I don't like money instability, although it sucks and I don't like it. I don't hate it to the point of where like I will do anything to make sure that I have money. Okay. And so that's just personal to me. My wife is the exact opposite, which creates conflict. But I had all this knowledge and subconsciously for me, it's like every step forward on something that I wasn't going to be fulfilled on was a step, two steps back because it was like the worst thing that could have happened to me was that I was successful. And that's kind of what happened to me in the criminal law space is like, I kind of had some measure of success having, you know, being in that. And I could, I could never make leaps to where I wanted to go because I would, I would secretly like not want to, because I didn't want to have a super successful criminal defense firm. I didn't want to be like the next Mark Garagos. It just didn't appeal to me. So I didn't. And, and so like, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, and when I, and Russell, when Russell Brunson said that, when he said, you won't have to ever worry about money ever again. Um, I meant, I thought he meant that you just publish for a year and then you just, you just get money. Right. And uh, we haven't monetized $1 from the podcast yet, but he was exactly right. And he was exactly right. And there are three ways I see that he was right. I think some people do start to publish and if they're more dialed in, in terms of what their ranger mission is, and they're more dialed in, in terms of their business and what they want to do. And they're dialed in, in the, in the concept of marketing it and how they're going to market it that, yeah, you can blow up a podcast in a year and you can get paid. That's totally possible. Um, you know, so that's number one. Uh, that's not what happened to me. And because it wasn't really my, it wasn't really my focus because of what I just told, told you about at the beginning of this year, the very beginning, I was like, we're going to build a trust and estates practice off of this podcast. And and we're going to, you know, and we're going to talk about the foundation because it, it, it dovetailed in with the connections part of my framework. I was like, OK, so which is true. Um, but that's obviously not where we ended. So the the point of where you're never going to need money again is that it, it really the podcast really helped me to discover who I wanted to help, how I wanted to help them and why. So. The who is like there's two poles of the who that I wanted to help, right? So my major, my ranger mission is is that I want I, I help entrepreneurs move towards their creative power. That's my overarching overarching ranger mission. That's the universe I play in, and every product, service, or experience that I will offer going forward must fit within that universe. Okay, and then, but obviously, there's a lot of different on the entrepreneurial journey. There's a lot of different points on that journey. So there's, and I've, I've dealt with everybody. So there's the very beginning of that journey is you're sitting in your, you're sitting in your job. You hate it for, and you don't, you know, you're, you, you kind of know why. And then you're like, I'm going to start a business, but you want to start a business because, because you figured out that that's the only way that you can find fulfillment and not because it's an escape plan from your job. Because if you do that, then you're just creating another job for yourself. I would say just get a better job, right? So, so number one, like I would, I would say it's a small number of people percentage wise. I would say out of everybody that wants to start a business, um, that's that's in a nine to five. 
I would say maybe like 30% of them actually are entrepreneurs who really want to start a business. The other 70% are they hate their job and they just want a better job, but but they create one for themselves. So that's there's there's utility in that. So that person um, is who I wrote my book for because there's so many minefields and there's there are established entrepreneurs who are elite level marketers who will target those people to gain their attention and money, to trap them in value ladders, and they don't really care like if that person is successful or not. Um, and and those people, when you don't know anything about being an entrepreneur or or starting your own business or whatever, you're very susceptible to those people. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to create a path for that person to to start in the right place versus having to do what I did, which was, you know, 10 years, I would say 10 years of just consuming, consuming content that wasn't going to help me, that was going to monetize someone else's value ladder and not really get me where I wanted to go. Right. And it was painful because it created a lot of discord personally, personally created a lot of discord because like I'm smart, I work hard, but I must be the dumbest person in the world because I can't make any of this work. Right. And I talk about in that, in that in my book about the wider perfect and why that is with creative clearing, the husband's escape guide or the husband's guide to escape the night. If the husband, let me start over creative clearing, the husband entrepreneur's guide to escape the night of five. Right. And I'm going to do the first, I'm going to link the yat in the show notes um, to the book in Amazon. I don't have the funnel up yet. I don't have any of that up yet. And there's reasons for that. I'll get there, but it'll be, it'll be up in the, it'll be in the show notes. Right. And so you can, you can click on that yat and it'll take you to the book. So that's, um, so that's the person I wanted to start with. Now the person I wanted to end with was the established entrepreneur who has a business or multiple businesses and discovers that they're not fulfilled by those businesses, that they are achieving, you know, Tony Robbins talks about the science of achievement, the art of fulfillment, right? Um, which is a really nice, a really nice um, two poles to dance on. And I, I really like that. And think what you want about Tony Robbins, but, um, and I don't know the man, I haven't consumed enough of his content to know if he's an authentic creative collaborator. I have a suspicion that he is. Um, but I can't tell that there's only two people. There are two people I can, I can vouch for Russell Brunson and Dana Derricks. That's it. Those are the two people that I can, I can, I've consumed enough of their content. Uh, I've interacted with them personally, uh, or I've interacted with them, um, in their courses. And those are the only two people I can vouch for as authentic creative collaborators. And those are the only two people going forward for this next year. Whose, whose strategies that I'm implementing with regards to my business. Um, that's it. And then, um, you know, and then maybe in this next year, I will look to develop one more authentic creative collaborator for me. Um, that's on the marketing side. I would say, I would say that, um, from bones to bulk, Brian parody is an authentic creative collaborator on the, on the fitness side, but, but I'm focused more on the business side right now. So anyways, um, so that's, that's the thing is, is is that I wanted to protect those two people. And then the, the, the second one is I wanted to help them. Um, I wanted to help get them to certainty. Right. So there's the, there's two poles, right? There's the, there's the, the pole of uncertainty, which is the understory. Okay. That's the chaos. Okay. And then there's the pole of certainty, which is the fulfillment side, which is that's the order. Okay. And the ranger, finding your ranger mission is the key to the certainty. So if you're, if you're, if you're an established entrepreneur, 
and things aren't working for you the way you want them, you're making, you know, you're making a million dollars a year, but you're unhappy. It's because you have a fulfillment issue. And, um, I help you discover your escape brand to get out of there and create a universe that you want to play in. So that's how I help the established entrepreneur for the, the starting guy in the nine to five. What I help him do is I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you a process to help you deal with the uncertainty because you're going to run away from it because you're going to you're going to you you're built on the certainty of your job and you're going to about to enter the understory, which is insane. So those two poles of this, they're the same person. They're just they're, one of them is like is totally like they're going to pick a range the, the guy who starts the guy or gal who starts the 95 is going to pick a ranger mission they don't really have a clue what that is they're just going to pick something i'm like pick something that interests you pick something that you can is big enough to to fight for but you're going to change that for sure and i mean it took me a long time to figure out that my ranger mission is i help move entrepreneurs towards their creative power i mean it was i had to discover it and you're not if if you would have told me five years ago, 10 years ago to pick something, I would have picked some cockamamie thing that made no sense, but it made sense to me at the time. So don't worry about that when you're just starting out. But then the opposite is true. Um, you know, and then I give you a process to help deal with the, the, the uncertainty. So the, the rain, the person who's stuck in the, um, the entrepreneur who's stuck, right, is in the understory. They're stuck in the understory because they don't have fulfillment, but they have achievement, right? And for them, I don't have to teach them a process of what to do. They know they've, they've got there, right? They have their own process. But what they don't have is some of the frameworks to figure out, okay, how can I get fulfillment, right? And then how do I build a business that's in alignment with that fulfillment? And I can, I can coach you on that because the understory lawyer is what that does. So... But those those two things I just developed and discovered over the last and deployed over the last year. I developed, discovered, or I discovered, developed, and deployed those things over the last year to help those two people. Those are my people. And that's the thing is, is that for me, when you know, when Russell Brunson's like, you'll never have to worry about money ever again, for me it's because I I finally discovered something that I could fight for. And I am smart. I'm not an idiot. I'm, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I'm not the dumbest person in the world. I'm smart enough. I know that. I don't know what my IQ is. I don't really care. You're probably smarter than me. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a genius, but I'm smart enough. And you're smart enough, right? Smart's intelligence super overrated in terms of chances of success. The world is filled with, with failed geniuses, right? Um, so... So anyway, so those so for those two things, one is the like, hey, you just get promoted and it works out. Um, the second reason is, that didn't work out for me that way, but it's going to this next year. Um, the second reason is, is that you discover your ranger mission, what I call your ranger mission, something that's worth fighting enough that your success is inevitable. It's so strong that if pressed on it, um, you could you could you won't move off that spot. That's what the creative clearing is, is that you you have a place to stand that you cannot be moved off of. And I will not be moved off of my ranger mission. And I don't say that as a I don't say that as a challenge to the universe. Please, universe, I'm not challenging you to, to throw the kitchen sink at me. You've thrown the kitchen sink at me this entire time to to try to convince me that uh, I needed to find the ranger mission. Thank you. Um, so now let's have it just kind of be mostly easy sailing. And then but the third issue is, is that I think. I think, you know, is a, is a extension of the second thing of the fulfillment side is that like, look, like once you figure that out, like how you want to serve people, money becomes less important. So, and it just depends on which day you catch me. Right. I, 
I, I will be a success if I can serve people in that capacity. Like I, I can feel good. I can feel good enough about that to commit to that barely. Right. And just to be honest with you for the longest time, I was like, I must be fabulously wealthy to be successful. And if I'm not fabulously wealthy to be successful, I am a failure. I must exceed my, my father and his, how much money he made with his business, uh, or I will be a failure. Right. And so, and I still feel that way certain days. Like I really would, I would really like to make like a hundred million dollars. I'm not just, I would just like to have a hundred million dollars. I think that's a cool number. Okay. And that used to be a definition of success for me. However, now I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'd like to have a hundred. It softens it. You know, I mean, it's, it's much less important. You know, the, the, the more important thing to me right now are my connections is, is my children are three and five and enjoying them and, and connecting with them every day the most that I can and not being a jerk and, you know, being committed and loving my wife and keeping the bonds of marriage strong and never, never separating from her. Um, that's my, those are, those are definitions of, of massive success for me. And the thing is, is I can settle into those things a little easier because I have found a mission that I believe in. And when you find a mission that you have, that you believe in, the money becomes slightly less important. Now it doesn't become non, it doesn't become, um, not important at all. Right. Like you want to have both. You want to have, I'm using fulfillment and achievement because I just listened to the podcast this morning where they talked about it, but you want to have both. You want to have the money and you want to have to feel, you know, the fulfillment in your life, purpose in your life. You need both. Okay. But I think personally, I just was like overwhelmed by how much I wanted to make like a billion dollars, like not really like a hundred million. Right. And that's ridiculous when you say it, but if you, if you don't, if you can't soften that and say, yeah, it'd be cool if I made a hundred million, but as long as I'm serving the people I want to serve and I'm working in the universe I want to work in, I'll be okay not making a hundred million. If you're like, no, I must make a hundred million no matter what, you may make that hundred million, but you'll burn everything else. So, you know, it's funny, like those three things I think are the, the three biggest things that I learned about, about, and I, I don't know if he said you'll, you'll never want money ever again more in your life or something like that. Um, something, I, I mean, I don't really want to go back and find the quote, right? But so, but those are the three ways. It's like one, you know, that I think that publishing for a year, it doesn't have to be a podcast. You can publish however you're most comfortable with. I mean, the easiest way is just to do a Facebook live or something. Cause you don't have to, um, you know, the, the, the technical, there's like, it's slightly less technical than publishing a podcast every day or whatever. But, you know, I wasn't worried about the, this next year. We're going to, we're going to get a, a nice rig and we're going to set up studio and we're going to do all of that. Cause that's going to be a requirement going forward. But, um, so that's the issue. Those are three of the things I learned sort of on the Russell Brunson side on the personal side, just maybe for some practice points. What I learned is if you're going to publish every day, or if you're going to publish for a year or whatever, define it. You have three ways that you can define it. Okay. You're going to say, I'm just going to average 365 and 365 with the goal of gliding in at the end. Um, so that's, that's number one. Number two then is what you can do is you can say, all right, I'm actually going to publish every day, but the time doesn't really matter as long as I get it in between 12 AM and 12 PM. I mean, 12 AM and 12 AM, um, it's 12 and 12. It doesn't really matter. Right. Or you can do it the third way, which is I'm actually going to publish every day at the same time every day. Right. And those are the three kind of tacks that you can take and you have to know yourself. And that's the biggest thing is I didn't really, I, I didn't really know myself well enough to know which one of those that I picked. And as also as well as, as, as you can get even more specific and you can say, all right, I'm going to define, um, I'm going to define how long it's going to be. 
So I don't think any three of those are, are correct or incorrect. But for me, when I started out, I was like, I'm going to publish every day and I'm going to do a 30 minute podcast no matter what. And then what happened was, is that I hit like 16 minutes and I'd be done with what I had to say that day. And then I would just I'd ramble on and it hurts the podcast. Right. So just, you know, what's a, you know, if you mail it in or what's a significant podcast or not. Right. Some days it might be five minutes. Some days like today, it's like, we're already at 23 minutes. I could talk for another two hours on this topic. I don't know if I'm going to, but, um, so I would say is that, you know, for me, it's like, because we've talked about my conscientious, my natural conscientiousness is so low is that it's a gigantic, gigantic win just to do 365 and 365 and glide at the end. Like I was listening to this podcast this morning. It was like 36 minutes long. And I was like, this is a long one. I really don't want to. I want to go in. Part of me was like, go in and just record the, the last episode. Just get the victory. But the other part of me was like, you know what? I've done um, I've done so many of these that uh, I'm gliding in. I know I'm going to make it today. I have the whole day to do it, and I'm just going to enjoy not having to rush in there and do it. And so I listened to the rest of the podcast, and it was very valuable for my morning. Um, and so, like you know, it was it was it's great, you know, in terms of. It's just great to have this experience um, to achieve it for me personally, because like I said, is that I, it's long term, long term projects are hard on me. And, um, you know, that's why I have to delegate a lot and it, it, I can do them. It just takes more mental energy for me to be consistent over long term than someone who's hiring conscientiousness. But like, look. You know, so that for me, but if you were really super high and conscientious, then it might not be enough to challenge yourself. You might want to get more specific with option two or option three, and that's up to you. You got to pick that, you know, and you might want to get more specific in how long that you, you pick. What I would suggest though, is that don't pick a length of a podcast if you're going to commit to something or a length of how many, of how long your Facebook lives are going to be or a link to, um, your, uh, or a link to your, um, how many words you're going to write a day until like after your first season, right? After your first 90 days. So go through a quarter, let it all hang out. Cause that's when you'll have the highest level of intensity, like the highest level of, uh, um, the highest, uh, motivation. But then towards the end of the first quarter, your motivation is going to wane a little bit because you're going to like, Oh man, this is every, every day. <laughs> and then you'll be able to pick something that'll work. So that's what I would suggest on that. Right. Um, so the third thing I learned is that like the cool thing is, is that when you, when you do publish every day, you do discover, you do stumble across new parts of your framework and you make other parts of your framework better. So for example, I always had the idea that advances are permanent and then I developed the idea of, um, discovered advances. And then the third part of the advanced framework that I, I developed was transferred advance, right? So though the original idea advances are permanent was something that I learned from, um, one of my business partners for a long time, Brett Sears, who then he learned, he heard it at a, he heard it at a event and then he, you know, gave attribution to it and then he just used it all the time. And I was like, I loved it because it's true. So then I took it, but then from there, that is sort of the starting foundation. I, I, I moved forward to discovered advance and then transferred advance. And so the discovered advance and transferred advance sort of lay on top of the advances are permanent idea. And I, they came to me through the podcast. I didn't like, I wasn't sitting there and be like, how am I going to like figure this out? Right. It just, it just sort of came to me and then I sort of started to implement them and validate them and they work. So when you're publishing all the time, you are going to discover and add to your frameworks. And it's, it's a collateral, it's a collateral advantage, 
right? It's like it's something that is like a positive. It's a benefit that you get that you that's just. Um, it's like when you work out a lot, your skin gets better, right? Like you're not going into workout to get better skin, but it just happens when you hydrate more and work out, you get better skin, right? It's a collateral advantage. It's not the reason why you're doing it, but, but just, Hey, pick it up. It's like the universe is like going to put that quarter on the ground. You're like, I'm going to pick up that quarter. You pick it up and you put it in your pocket. Right. Um, the other thing too, is that the great thing about the, the other thing too, is that the great thing about publishing every day is that you, you, you give yourself permission to suck because if you're just publishing once a week, you better be good every week, right? Because that's your, your people only are, your people are only going to get you a little bit of what, you know, that they're going to be exposed to you that one bit. And, um, you, you give yourself a lot of chances. You give yourself a lot of chances to get it wrong and not really worry. You don't worry about it. You're like, that's fine. That's why I like the production value on right now is like, I've been monkeying around with it and, and, um, you know, the, the, I don't really worry about the production value just because there's the sheer volume of content. It's like the discovered advances when I was putting the SIDW in there, um, you know, to kind of show the early times, the early times, um, you know, it's windy. I'm in my flip flops, you know, that I wanted to show people though, where it starts. I mean, it didn't, the SIDW podcast, there was, there was even before that there was, I did the, um, Wade beyond the courtroom, which I did a radio show for a year, which was like, God awful. But these things are all part of the, they're all part of the process. And you know, the, the, you, if you can do, if you, if you publish every day, then you don't, you don't really worry about it. You worry about like, if you listen to my first 60 episodes, I'm, I'm, it's almost like I'm trying to do a comedy show. I'm trying to be like super entertaining and blah, 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 like, Hey, Hey, and that's fine. Like there are lots of people out there that can do that. But for me, but my number one goal, my number one goal at the end of this year was that you could, you could look at my body of work and be like, okay, that guy's got some good things to say. The guy's got some crazy things to say, but I will say this about him, that he is an authentic, creative collaborator. He's there's there's parts of the episodes where he's clearly hung over. <laughs> there are parts of there are parts of there are episodes where he cries because he's talking about some emotional things with his kids and his son and and um, going to the hospital. Um, there are times where he has conflict in his life and there are times when things are working really well and there's wins and losses. And that person's a real person. He's not some fake veneer guru on the Internet. Um, he's a real person. And I you know, if you're stuck in a nine to five, if you're stuck in a nine to five, you don't know who to trust because everybody looks good because you don't have any experience in terms of who you're going to pick to work with. And because you're, you're new to the world. And if you're an established entrepreneur and you've done a lot and you've consumed a lot, it's like you're going to see you're going to see through any of that, any of that shit anyway. So it's like the people that I'm going to serve, it doesn't it doesn't help me to try to be like to come from a place of authority or to come from a place of like fake credibility. It just doesn't I have to come. I have to show you like, look, I'm creative. There's no doubt I'm creative. Like, sorry, there's if you try to tell me I'm not a creative person, I can I have a lifetime of work I can point to. And um, both through the grand gestures and how those express themselves and the planned growth experience of the the one man show and this podcast. And like, there's no doubt to you that, that you can see, okay, this guy's authentic. This guy's creative. And through my frameworks is, is how we can be collaborative. 
And so this podcast is my calling card. It's is is to is the end of this is that you can just pick any of them at random, but if you listen to enough of them, I want you to be able to say he is an authentic creative collaborator. And that um that I have accomplished beyond a shadow of a doubt and I will use that I will use this podcast and that's how I will monetize it as 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 my calling card and also as um, a way to weed people out because plenty of people don't want that like lots of people just want the the guru to give them the answer and I refuse to do that that's not that's not my that's not I'm not going to do that I don't I'm not going to do the white up effect for you I'm going to teach you a process we're going to work together and we're going to go in the understory and we're going to figure it out together and if you are a, a person who's in a nine to five and you're afraid to go in the understory because there's so much uncertainty, I will be your guide and I will show you a process how to do that and how to learn to do that yourself. If you are an entrepreneur who is not afraid of the uncertainty, but doesn't know where to go in the understory, I will take you into the right place and you will do the rest. And that's effectively, I'm, a, I'm your guide to the understory. Right. For one set of people, I teach I teach you about it and I teach you a process to be able to navigate any part of it. For another set of people who um, have no problem navigating it, I show you where to go into it and where to play. And that's it. Those are boiled down and boiled down to its most basic part is that I am a guide to the understory and just it's just, but the, the service I provide, I provide two different services. It just depends on who you are and which one of those services that you need. That's it. And they both involve though your escape brand. And that's the, the sort of the elegance of it is, is all of this is for my life's work. All this does, you know, point to something. And where does the lawyer part come in? It comes into the trademark. It comes into the intellectual property. It comes into, I'm going to help you build your escape brand. And once that you, once on the, if you're stuck in a nine to five and you, I teach you about the understory, I teach you a process to be able to navigate in there. And then you say, okay, I'm, you say to yourself, I'm ready to start a business. I'm ready to declare, uh, to start building my creative clearing. I'm ready to make my place. Here's what it is. And then I say, okay, here's how we're going to bring that into existence and make it real. And here's how we're going to protect it. And that's through your trademark for your escape brand. And then if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, all right, um, I, okay, great. I agree with you. I want to go into the understory there. I'm like, great, let's close the universe on that. Then let's give you a universe to play in. And that's your escape brand. And so that, that business has been created and discovered by me over the last year by publishing 365 episodes in 365 days. And how valuable is that? How much time have I saved? Assuming that I could even, assuming that I am even smart enough to sit down and figure that out without publishing. I don't think that's true for me personally. And I think out loud, um, it drives my wife crazy because I say crazy things. So my wife says crazy. This is funny. I just realized this. My wife says crazy things when she's angry. I say crazy things when I'm like just every day when I'm thinking about how oh, flatulence button. I just choked on my own spit there. Um, I say crazy things when I'm working through a process every day. So when I'm trying to solve a problem, I will say outrageous things because that's how I think. I think out loud. 
it doesn't mean I'm going to do those things, right? That's why I'm, I used to scare the crap out of my wife because I would say things that I was going to do. I wasn't really going to do them, but it sounded like I was going to do them. Clearly, we're not going to work, right? Clearly, um, clearly, are not the right thing to do. Okay, but I think out loud and I would always just through talking through and talking out loud and getting it out. I would discover, oh, that's a terrible idea. Right. But it doesn't you can't judge an idea. You can't approve upon nothing. So I would say things out loud and I'd be like, okay. And then once they were real in the universe, my thought became a thing. Like when I spoke it out, spoke it into existence just by saying it out loud, then like the, the, the order part of my brain would like analyze it and be like, oh no, we're not going to do that. I was like, oh yeah, we're not going to do that. But it was used to scare the crap out of my wife. (laughs) So, so anyways, so, but I wouldn't have just by me sitting down with a piece of paper and trying to, um, figure it out. I wouldn't figure it out. And then also like, you can't like, you know, how many hours, let's say, let's say 300 and 365 days. Half of that is let, let's call it 30 minute episodes. Let's call it 15. Let's just call it 15 minute episodes. Right. So it's a quarter. So it takes four episodes. So it's like 90 hours of talking to somebody like that's expensive. Like who am I going to get to talk to me for 90 straight hours on something? And that's the beautiful part of the, the beautiful part of the podcast is is I discovered a business for me that uh, I believe in that will fulfill me and that will actually, and here's the last part and I'll close on this, is that this business that I have, if done correctly and execute, and I'm like, look, it's, it's, I got to execute on it and I've got to bring the, I have to leave it all in the field and, and do the best that I can, you know, is not do the best that I can grow into the person that I was meant to be to do this business. If I can do that and if I'm willing to pay the price, because the price does not end now. I paid a price this last year, but there's, no, there's always a price. Understanding always has a price. Admission is free, but understanding always has a price. I understand enough to know that this is the business that I was meant to choose because I'm choosing it. It's a, it's a topic for a different time. But the impact that I can have on the world with this business is immeasurable for this reason. If I can help a thousand people become entrepreneurs and move towards their creative power, right? Either become a, basically become a true entrepreneur. If you're an, if you're a ranger entrepreneur, that's what it is. If I can help a thousand people become a ranger entrepreneur and a ranger entrepreneur is just simply defined as someone who has a ranger mission and knows how to create in the under, knows how to play in the understory to create and discover. And a ranger, a ranger entrepreneur, someone who knows how to, who has a creative clearing that they can stand in that can't be moved off of no matter what. If I create a thousand of those people and however they decide to, to impact the world and help others and they each, if they do a thousand, a thousand ranger entrepreneurs, um, that help a thousand people, that's a million people. A million people impacted by this 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 little podcast and this business, and I think that there is a potential for way more than a thousand people. But let's start there. Let's create a thousand ranger entrepreneurs, and that can change the world. And that's that's what this that's what this little podcast over the last year did. Is it gave me a way to truly impact the world that I can feel good about and that um, and that I can fight for and not be embarrassed about and not doubt myself and not um, 
not feel like the dumbest person in the world because everyone else seemed to have it figured out. See, what everyone else figured out that I didn't understand was they figured out the, the they figured out ways to make money. And this is not, I'm not saying this in a judgmental way because I have no clue how those people are fulfilled or how, what percentage of them are fulfilled. But for me is I was always unwilling to make money. I got to a point where I would, for whatever I did, it didn't really matter. I, I was unwilling to dedicate my life just to making money. And I couldn't figure out what fulfillment meant for me because I was too fearful to go into the understory. I was too afraid to find the answers there. And frankly, I was, I was too weak to face, to face myself. And when I finally said, all right, I, I, I've, I've experienced enough pain universe. I'm ready to listen now. Um, I will figure this out. I will make my place. And then I started to face things about me. It was like, well, uh, what's, what's, what are the challenges that I personally know that are personal to me? Well, wait, you have a consciousness, conscientiousness of four, right? On a scale of one to a hundred. It means 96 people are more conscientious than you. That's a problem. Uh, wait, you drink too many gin fizzes. Okay. That's a problem. We all know that alcohol is net negative. Um, you know, and, and so on and so on and so forth and henceforth, right? Like now we will speak like we're in the middle ages. And so you, you, you have to face, if you're going to publish every day, you're going to run out of things to say, you have to actually start talking from the heart, right? From like the real part of you and, and you have to face those things. And so I'm eternally grateful to Russell Brunson. Um, I'm eternally grateful for him, for his publishing and and also to Steve Larson too because Steve Larson although I haven't consumed enough of his stuff he he's really big on saying hey publishing 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 um, and Dana Derricks also who encouraged me to publish a book <laughs> so I'm grateful to those people for this part of the process because now this next year um, so where do we go from here and then we'll we'll sign off on this one this next year basically what we're going to do is we're going to and I've talked about it in the last couple episodes we're going to commit to um, 365 episodes in 365 days um, but one a day no discovered advances no um, no floating time blocks just a legit 365 and 365 one a day and if you miss a day got to start over and so we'll see how long that takes um I'm not really worried about doing it. I, I, I'm not going to care if I, it takes me a couple times to do it, you know, but I'd like to do it just out of the gate. That'd be cool, but it's not irrelevant or important to me. It's just, let's just, let's just leave it all in the field and do what we got and, and go from there. Um, but that's where we're going next. And, but then now it's time to monetize. I, I, like I said, is I, I got all the websites for everything I need for the entire value ladder. Um, for everything, for the Funnel Hub website, for all the ClickFunnels websites in terms of affiliate, JV with Wade, interview with Wade, um, the, the Escape Ren book, the, the Creative Clearing book, like everything. Like I've I got it. And now it's time to build. So this last year has been a year of discovery. And now this next year is a year of execution and building. So uh, for whatever, however you've participated with me in this journey, for whatever you've listened to, or um, if even if you're just discover, discovering me now and binge listening to me, I am grateful for your attention because your attention is your most valuable asset more than your money, more than your time, your attention, your focus, 
your, your, your ability to observe things, some people would argue is what creates reality. And I'm thankful for your attention. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out your regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, for the love of God, go get yourself a regular journal. You're going to need one. All right. But for right now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to do is I just simply want you to write down, am I willing to pay the price to discover what I need? And just remember, there is no end if it's in the path of understanding. What is up, Rangers? I hope you enjoyed today's process. I certainly did. If you want to get out of my email list, it's very simple. I don't run you through a funnel. I don't have you do smoke signals. I don't have you send me a postcard. Just send me an email at wade at understorylawyer.com. Again, that's wade at understorylawyer.com. Those are my children in the background, Luke and Madeline. I don't have them respond to emails, but I do have them attempt to read all of them, and they are three and two. Three and one, five and two, I don't even know how old they are. However, I'm gonna show them all your emails and if you make the cut, maybe I'll send you something back on how to grow, start, or pivot from a business. I've done it all. And if you achieve all three, you get the triple Lindy. I know what it feels like to be trapped and I know the way out. And the way out is through the understory. So again, if you wanna join my email list, just send me an email at wade at understorylawyer.com. Wade at understorylawyer.com.